Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 113 of the College Loop Podcast. I am joined here today by Harrison Tarr and Daniel Locke. I'm Dylan Lark. I don't think I mentioned that before. Harrison, how you doing, buddy? You, I, I called you Harrison. Tar, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I know that's bizarre and wild to everyone on the show, but uh, I'm doing fine. I, I'm feeling better. Thank you guys for stepping in on Monday. Oh my gosh, it wasn't COVID. I had that stomach bug. That's actually, if you look it up, it's getting people yanked out of the U.S. Open right now because they're getting so violently ill that they can't play matches. Um, so that's super, super fun. I was super sick in the Baltimore airport for five hours on Sunday night. Um, let me tell you something. Fall wedding disease, if you will. Let me tell you something that, yeah, I blame it on the fall wedding that I don't recommend is, uh, yeah, not feeling and being ill in an airport for an extended period of time or any period of time. But other than that, we're hundred percent, almost hundred percent recovered. I'm ready to talk Auburn. Daniel, how you doing buddy? Good to see you. Uh, it's hard. Uh, great to see you too. Great to be back with you. I have a, um, airport sickness story that can trump yours. I, uh, attended the Minneapolis miracle. Uh, with my dad in um, January of 2018 and then was violently ill um, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport on the way back from a mm. uh, hot dog I had at U.S. Bank Stadium. So um, just one of many reasons why I will never step foot back in the uh, state of Minnesota. But definitely <laughs> glad you're here with us. Glad to be back, buddy. Let's let's talk some Auburn football at the top of the show. And then we've got a lot rolling through today, actually. We've got almost every sport that's not in uh, outside of the basketballs. Um, we got a lot of sports though. A lot of stuff. Every, every ball that's not orange, we're talking about today. That's pretty close, actually. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty close. So let's let's get the ball rolling, Dylan. Go ahead. Yeah. So we're gonna kick off with Auburn and the NFL. Week one is officially over and in the bo- books. Uh, Derek Brown, uh, <laughs> Carolina Panthers defensive tackle, eight tackles, one sack, and two TFLs for him. Tank Bigsby got his first career touchdown to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Derek Hall and Kobe Wooten both got their first career tackles in the National Football League. Uh, Noah Igbenogadine returned a blocked field goal for 58 yards back for a touchdown for the first touchdown of the Dallas Cowboys 2023 season. And Anders Carlson made it his first career field goal at 50 yards. it, by the yards. way. Absolutely thing, drilled it. Good from 60. Like, did the potato also waste Andres Carlson's potential? Sources are asking. People are asking. Good week for Auburn in the NFL. Um, a lot of a lot a lot of good moments. Tank Bigsby, congrats to the first touchdown. Igbo got his version of the kick six. 
a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of good things going on there. But when- I was very, very happy with my uh, beloved Dallas Cowboys because anyone who uh, knows me knows that I am, in fact, a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, it was <laughs> great to see um, him get some magic going for him early in that very, very impressive 40 to nothing whopping of Daniel Jones. Yeah, um, that was a game that happened. But anyways, <laughs> let's talk Auburn current Tigers and then talk Auburn football. Auburn's got a game against Samford this Saturday under the lights at Jordan-Hare Stadium. And we're going to talk about our wish list, gentlemen. So here comes Coach Freeze clause. And let's add, let's see what we're asking Coach Freeze for um, on, our, on our wish list. I tried something new, Dylan. It didn't work based on your face. We tried. Um, yeah, you, you missed the roof on that one. I tried. Um, but our wish lists that are all extremely long, we're going to give two wish list items. And we're going to go kind of in order, and we're each going to give two at a time because I think some of these play off of each other pretty nicely. Mr. Locke, what are the two items that you are on your Auburn or should be on Auburn fans' wish list this Saturday for what they want to see out of the Tigers when they take on the Sanford Bulldogs, in-state foe, by the way, Sanford Bulldogs, on Saturday at Jordan-Hare Stadium? For sure. So the first thing I'd like is we we know that this team can run the football. like that. That's great. Wonderful. We, we know. The passing game, still a huge question mark. Um, against an FCS opponent, I would like to see at bare minimum, bare minimum, 30 um, pass attempts. And that can be between the two quarterbacks. But to expand on it a little further, I would like to see Peyton Thorne throw the football 25 times, at least. I like um, that. He's the guy. He will be Auburn's starting, starting quarterback until Hugh Freeze says from behind a podium that he is not. Um, sorry, Dylan. Sorry to anyone else in Dylan's fan club. I can't imagine the numbers that high. No offense. Uh, it's pretty high. Okay. Um, say otherwise. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's Thorn, and that's how it is right now. Um, so I want to see Thorn work. And then we know how special this secondary is. The front seven has still left a good bit to be desired at times this year. I would really like to see a defensive lineman or a linebacker force a fumble. Very specific, but also I get it, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with, first off, the pass, uh, to touch on your passing comment, I'm absolutely on board there. Um, I'm going to talk about that here in just a moment. But I'm with you on the, on the force fumbles. I'm going to kind of make it a little bit more broad um, for, for, for my, my wish list. I'm going to build off your turnovers. Two-plus turnovers. And I, this is less of a wish as it is, should be a command um, for, for the Auburn defense this, this week. It's not that I don't think they're incapable, and I think a lot of people would agree with me in terms of that secondary, like you mentioned, Daniel. Um, we know that they can turn the ball over. I'm expecting two-plus. I'd like three um, from, from this from this Auburn defense. I know that's a lot. It's it, it turn, Forcing other teams to turn the ball over at this level, the game is hard regardless. Auburn's capable. They should be doing so. Continue to give your offense opportunities to go back to work. My second part is, is going to kind of build off yours as well, Daniel, so we can't compliment each other quite well here. Commitment to mixing in the vertical pass. Um, I, I know that we've seen that a little bit, but we you go back and watch films, it's a lot of short passes still. And, and that was kind of the big grievance that, that, that Auburn had in the offseason is that, you know, regardless of who's playing quarterback, the downfield pass was really not part of the Brian Harson scheme. And, and, and what a lot of people were excited for is it's certainly part of the Hugh Freeze scheme. So 
you don't want to see too much. I, I'm still in the camp, but you don't want to see too much. You want to keep a lot off film. I get that. But you need to see game reps. And you need to give your receivers opportunities to go. Your Shane Hooks, your Jay Ferris, list get, goes on and on, right? Give them opportunities to create space and 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 really prove themselves. It, there's no rep in practice than, that can simulate what a real game is. I mean, you, you can do you can go pretty close. But getting those those actual game reps of making guys in opposite color jerseys from you, <laughs> create separation against them. It's, it's important. It's tremendously valuable. And in, 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 in terms of building chemistry with like Daniel said, I, I do think it's thorn until we hear it's not thorn, but building chemistry with Peyton thorn in that, in that regard is super, super important, super valuable. Um, D- Dylan, I'm going to ask you yours. My bonus one, I'm not going to go into depth on it was actually seven TFLs. That's a lot, but seven TFLs. <laughs> I know that you're going to build on that. And I think that segues nice into you, right, Dylan? Yeah, uh, I'll play. I'm also gonna play a little devil's advocate when it comes to the offensive side that I want to talk about a little for a little bit. But defensively, I want three defensive lineman sacks. Uh, through through the first couple of games, we have a total of I want to say it's six sacks. Uh, two, uh, both of them coming from Eugene Asante, Donovan Kaufman, uh, and two coming from Marcus Harris, which defensive lineman getting the sacks. Uh, but Jason Jones. And I want to see Kodrick Falk in that backfield. I want to see Jalen McLeod get in that backfield. I want to see every single person not named Marcus Harris get in that backfield and get a sack. And it's just because Eugene Asante has been carrying this front seven. And Marcus Harris has found plays where he can get in that backfield. But I want to see Jason Jones. I need. I want to see Kodrick Falk get back there strictly because I just know he's going to be good. I just need him to break that barrier to get that sack. But other than that, this – Defensive line has just not been a presence on this uh, on this front that we've been really wanting it to be, and they've not been playing the best opponents at all, like uh, offensive line wise. And you're only uh, see as we're recording this, as this comes out, uh, see we are officially see uh, nine days away from Texas A and M in College Station. Uh, If this defensive line can't find some momentum. Uh, Texas A&M might have a little field day running the ball. Yeah, I, I think that you're absolutely right. That's important. And go ahead, Dylan. Oh, I was gonna if you I was gonna check on the defense then because I was about to switch back to the offense for a second. No, I'm, I'm with you. I know that you mentioned the Texas A&M the likelihood of them uh, your your manifestation being fulfilled is is increasing day by day. I just wanted to give you props for that and uh, tell you that I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how all of my college football takes end up aging. Very, very. That's well. not true, but carry on. That's what you said. That's what exactly what I heard when you said that. Uh, so my other one is no. I I I gave you kudos for one that I'm semi rooting for. Yeah, you said the Penn State's going to championship too, right? You you've agreed that that's going to happen too. Yeah. No, because I don't do crack. <laughs> well, my other one I have I need consistent play calling from for both quarterbacks. Sure. There there should not be a game this season where Robbie Ashford does not see the field. He is just that athletic and that good when the football is in his hands. And we did not get to see a lot of that from either quarterback against Cal. Uh, and the play calling was all over the place. You'd have Robbie Ashford getting play action rollouts uh, with no momentum going their way, running the ball. Uh, you'd get Peyton Thorne just getting a little rattled and just kind of throwing a stupid ball up in the air and getting picked and the stupid ball that went to Jackson Sermon. Uh, and it just all over the place play calling. It, it just did not make sense. No, no consistency. No momentum was made. And I, I think I really wish that it was not Sanford we were playing this week. I really wish it was another. I think I really wish it was a Go Five team 
uh, a team that can give a little more pushback than Sanford possibly can. Because, like, Daniel, I'm going to touch on your point. I don't think we're going to see 30 combined pass attempts from I – don't, I, don't I don't think we're going to see 25 pass attempts from Peyton Thorne. I think we're going to run the ball down our throats, stay healthy, get healthy, and go in the college station the next week and just prepare for that. I, I think this is – if it was not an FCS opponent, I would believe Auburn would probably try to open up a little bit more and just kind of see what they can do. But with the FCS opponent, I just don't think we're going to get that much more of a of a look at what this offense is going to look like. Because for what it's worth, AM has a pretty decent defense, but can Auburn mimic what Miami did? I mean, Miami didn't look the best against Miami, Ohio, but they walked in uh, to um, Hard Rock Stadium and a 50-50 crowd uh, for both teams and threw the ball all over Texas A&M's defense that I thought was going to be really good. Uh, the offense actually did not look bad, uh, and that's as much of a compliment you're going to get from me about Texas A&M. But if, if, I don't want to see Peyton Thorne in the pocket too much just throwing the ball down the field if it means its offensive line might break down. Because I just don't think you want to waste any like meaningful, what's the word here, health for just to throw the ball down the field against Sanford. I I, I kind of synthesize both of you guys here. Daniel, I don't disagree with you at all about wanting to see that many pass attempts. I also do agree with Dylan that I don't know that we will. Um, that's that's kind of why my wish list was kind of the putting the bow on that still wanting to see them mix in the downfield pass because you can't play a game of football without mixing in the downfield pass. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You you, you could, probably could, but you shouldn't. You know what I mean? It's At some point, what are you doing? It, it, it's almost like having the keys to a Ferrari and not driving it. Like, like every now and then, you just got to take it out for a spin and make sure that, you know, the, the, the motor's running right and and that, and that you, can, you can take care of it. Ferrari's probably not the right analogy for the Auburn offense right now. Uh, but like you know, what a bingo! I was I was thinking maybe like a, like a '90s Thunderbird. You know what I mean? Something, some, some, some that runs hard but won't really no. take off. You know? Yeah, I was like, so I said no, like a '90s Thunderbird. It's like kind of cool, but not a collector's item. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's the right way to put it. And, and, and fun, but some, something else I wanted to touch on really, really quick. We were talking about we've talked a lot about the run game, and, and that's going to be a consistent theme throughout the year. We all agree with this. Um, I've not been on the last two shows. I'm gonna I want to piss people off. Um, not actually, I really don't go out of my way to piss people off because I got dunked on and I, that's just not what I'm setting out to do, but thanks to interactions, I guess. Um, the rushing leaders from the Auburn Cal game, um, really told an interesting story about what this running back room is going to look like. Also, it spoke to, obviously Auburn did not have the running game and, and the success, um, level that we had anticipated, but Told an interesting story. Your leading rusher being Jarquez Hunter on 11 carries, 53 yards on 11 carries, averaging 4.8. It's great. Second running back there uh, is 51 yards on eight carries. His name's Damari Alston. Um, I, I just, and this is not just me saying I'm right, because I'm not saying I am yet. I just think I am. I also would be very interested to see what the running back packages look like. I don't expect Demario Austin to ever take RB1 snaps over Jarquez Hunter. I'm not, like I said, I don't do crack. But at the same time, be very interested to see going forward if Hugh Freeze has kind of had that self-discovery, and I'm not saying he hadn't already, but, dude, I truly have a two, two-headed two level monster um, on 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 uh, in, this, in this backfield. We can really truthfully exploit both of these. Not that this wasn't already part of the game plan, but I'm interested to see if it changes a little bit. Because Damari was always part of this, this game plan. 
And, and, and so is Jeremiah Cobb, so on and so forth, right? And Jarquez Hunter, 27, is always going to be part of this game plan. He should be. He's fantastic. But I think what we learned on Saturday could reflect going forward. I don't think the gap's as big as we thought it was, fellas. I, 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 just, I just don't. Um, and I know that makes people really upset because a lot of people really like 27. I like 27, too. Great football player. But that's another thing I'll be watching for on Saturday to see snap distribution. I'm going to be interested because Damari has earned his right, in my in my, my, in my opinion, um, to continue bolstering his numbers. And, and I think they should be pretty damn level with Jarquez Hunter. And I'll go even further beyond that point. Did you see who got the third most touches in that running back room? Combining both catches and reception or, or, and uh, handoffs? I did. I'll let you go ahead and say it, though. The true freshman, Jeremiah Cobb, got more touches outside of kick returns than Brian Batty. I think That's he's already played. He's already played himself out of that red shirt. I feel like red shirt's gone. Forget about the red shirt. Didn't Auburn now has officially the four-headed monster of of Jarquez Hunter, Damari Alston, Jeremiah Cobb, and Brian Batty. Uh, and I don't know if it's Sean Jackson. Sean Jackson. I almost forgot. For somebody he didn't. Why didn't he get a touch? We saw what he did against UMass. Auburn would have won the game by 30. We Get Sean Jackson on the field. But, yeah, Jeremiah Cobb, yeah, I was so close to getting it right that he was gonna, he's going to break that barrier of the leading rusher. But Sean Jackson just had to show us that he is the greatest running back in the history of Auburn football history. <laughs> and beast mode his way down the field against the, the daunting UMass Minutemen defense. Uh, but, I mean, this running back room is legit. But yep. I'm going to say something that's going to piss people off because I've been in several arguments. People come at me a lot for my takes uh, because I think Robbie Ashford deserves a bigger part in this offense than he already does. And I'm trying to figure out how people say that Robbie Ashford doesn't work in this offense when he only touched the ball seven times, combining both passes and rushes. How do you, how can you possibly think just off of that? minimalistic amount of touches that someone does not work in an offense, especially when it's both sides, quarterbacks, play calling was not good against Cal. Daniel, I'll let you field this one. I mean, in today's day and age, all right, you just, you have to be a threat through the air. Okay. When Robbie Ashford is in the game, you know, it's a run play. And that's not always bad. Like some of those option packages and with Hugh Freeze and, you know, his bag of tricks, I like it. I think Robbie Ashford is an asset to this offense. However, he is not QB1 of this team, and I don't think he ever will be again. I'm not saying he won't, but in Daniel Locke's mind on Wednesday, September 13th, um, 2023, 7.42 7.42 p.m. Central Time, Robbie Ashford is not the starting quarterback. He is not QB1, and he is not the main guy for the Auburn Tigers offense. Well, we're, when you say he's not throwing through the air, we're not seeing any passing plays called in his favor. You're, Auburn had no momentum calling passing plays down the field. Play action rollout should never be called when the offense is not moving the ball I whatsoever. a legitimate, genuine question, and this is not me being a smartass. How in pieces is rotator cuffed? Do we know? Are we 100% certain of how healthy his rotator cuff is? Uh, by Mrs. Rat- Ashford's uh, sources, uh, the shoulder's fine. Okay, great. Do we actually know how healthy Robbie Ashford's shoulder is? 
We do not. That's the million dollar answer to your million dollar question is that if we don't know the state of, uh, of, of his shoulder and if you don't know if he can throw the ball, then Daniel's right. If, 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 if the coaching staff does not have the, the confidence that A, he can throw the ball downfield at an effective level and B, that it won't hurt him in the process. Let's not forget. I mean, player safety is important too. I, it's kind of a moot point in my opinion. Well, I and, don't know because why would you put a player in if you knew he's not 100%? If you're going to put him in just to like, I don't know, throw his body at people as his only as his main play call call for Robbie Ashford. There are oh, two sides. Not being not being seen in this offense. That's you see, you led me to my next my final question for Auburn football this week. And I'm going to put a pen in that and come back very, very, very shortly within the next 10 seconds to put a nice little bow in this Ashford conversation. Like I said, I think it's a moot point right now. If we find out, like like you said, you, they're, they're throwing them out there to get hit. I get that. There's two sides to every story. The bottom line is I don't feel comfortable telling telling you guys that I know any better than Joe Schmo about the state of Robbie Ashford and, and what, what Hugh Freeze and them intend to to do with him long long term in terms of we certainly know he's part of the of, of this this team, like an, an, an imperative part of this team. But we don't know 100% what that looks like yet. Quite frankly, we don't have enough game film, and we don't have enough game experience to know. So you brought up a good point here. I'm going to open this one up to lock real quick. Do Auburn fans, should Auburn fans, want to see? He's putting the finger up. He's got to take a sip of the Hydro Flask, so we'll open it up with Lark. Um, actually, Lark's good. He, he's, he'll be back. Um, should back. Auburn fans want to see Holden Gurner on, on Saturday? And, and, and I, they, I think the answer is yes, but, but should they and why? Um, I'm not talking as a, I'm not talking early first half. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you were. Um, <laughs> sure. Well, why not? I mean, I want to see Hank Brown. Um, you know, yeah. if, if it, if everything goes well, I'm perfectly fine with, you know, just throwing everything out there and late in the second half. Um, cause obviously it's going to be a mix of Thorne and Ashford all in the first half. Um, if, Thorne can check his box of all the attempts I want him to make. And, you know, Robbie has an opportunity to, you know, do some things. I'm okay with Holden Garner stepping in, you know, mid third quarter. And I would, I wouldn't be mad if, like I said, if Hank Brown got a drive at the very end. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if Holden Garner got in and slung the rock. I want to see what the, you know, back half of the depth chart looks like. And I, I don't want to be forced to find out, like, due to injury or something like that, because, you know, that th- this season will go up and smoke fast if that's the case. But I think Auburn fans should want to see Holden Gariner because that means things are going well. I get that. I, I think Garner – should fans want to see him? Yeah, it's late in the game. I because I think that the first half of this game is going to be settling some disputes amongst the fans that this offense can call plays that work in some <laughs> sense of fashion. Uh, because you're throwing again, it, it the play calling was weird. Because I remember talking, I'm talking to uh, my principal about it, uh, at work, and I was like, Yeah, and he's like, he's, He looked at me and said, The RPO just doesn't work. I was like, Well. Cal, there was no RPO. There was RMP, no option. And because, Jesus, dude, it looked so bad against Cal. 
And I, I know I'm the Robbie Astro truther, and that's what that's my bit. I'm gonna keep doing it till the end of time. I don't care if it looks unprofessional on my part. I'm looking at y'all comment section. I still love Robbie Ashford. I want him to be implemented. I want to see him pass the ball and plays that work for his strengths. Quick passes, slants, out routes, in routes, corners, stuff like that. That's what we should, should, should be seeing Robbie Ashford throw in any game that he's in. Peyton Thorne, intermediate passes, get the ball 15 yards down the field or more. That is his strength. We did not see that at Cal. If we're going to want to get, make the Texas A&M booster sign that check, on September, what was it again? September 24th, we're going to have to figure out what plays work for each quarterback and how we are going to see that implemented. If we can't see Holden Gurner to the fourth quarter because we're still trying to figure out what plays can work best for each quarterback, I'm fine with that. We can put up 84 points. I don't care. And if all the starters are still in and healthy and not tired, I don't want to see him in that late, but it could happen. Just because I want to see this, just go back to the top point, just I want to see the play calling consistent and if that means Holden Gurner has to hold off another week before we can actually see him I would love to see him go in like the third quarter against Texas A&M because that means we're already like clobbering him and Jim Fish has been fired at halftime that kind of stuff gonna happen that could happen uh yeah I just I need to see consistent play calling I want to see these plays called to the strength of these quarterbacks if that means Holden Gurner or Hank Brown have to wait even longer to get in that's fine with me I I love it. You guys summed it up well. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a bow on it real quick and give my one closing thought on the Cal game as we, as we move forward. And, the, and it's it's very brief. Um, I know there's a lot of concerns about the offense and, and the dynamic there. I know there's a lot of concerns about this team right now. But Auburn is two and zero, um, and I am a huge proponent right here. I'm just putting this out there: winner, winning teams win. Um, a win is a win is a win is a win. How many times have you heard me say it? Winners win. And uh, at the end of the day, exhale, breathe. Take your – try some yoga. I've actually tried it. It works great. Just breathe in, breathe out, and enjoy this Saturday. Watch film, and then start stressing about AM on Monday. Sunday's fine. But Sunday, Sunday's a day of rest. Everyone, everyone Saturday everyone, at 9. Hold, hold <laughs> off your, your stressing and, and, until Sunday. Daniel, since Dylan and I will be on the preview show, and, and obviously that's, that's our Friday thing, um, go ahead and give us your score prediction for Auburn Samford on Saturday, and then we're going to talk baseball. Auburn baseball right here on the loop, baby. I, I'm thinking Auburn gets it done 45-10. 45-10. I like it. I like it a lot. Before we talk Auburn baseball, I knew Dylan's thought. What do you want, Dylan? The Rivaldo Fairweather should get the ball at least once per drive because he is SEC. He was the SEC's highest rated tight end for week two. There you go. Way to sneak that one in. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Before we talk Auburn baseball right here on the college loop, I'm feeling a little loopy. Dylan's feeling loopy. Daniel, you look like you're feeling a little loopy. Let's tell everybody where, where they can find a shirt if they're also feeling loopy. Over on thewarreport.com. Dylan, if you'll throw it up on the screen for me real quick, that's great. Head over to www.thewarreport.com and pick up your very own feeling loopy college loop war report co-branded t-shirt. These things are the most com- comfortable things in the world. 10 out of 10 doctors recommend. Everybody says it. Your best friend's got one. I guarantee it. I actually can't guarantee it because I think legally I can't guarantee anything. But... Great T-shirt. Certainly help. Uh, appreciate you guys' support. If if there's any way that you want to pick this up for game day, they look great. We can't encourage it enough. And if you're rocking one, make sure you take a selfie, tweet at us at the College Loop, and use hashtag Feeling Loopy. We will make sure to retweet you and shout you out. We'll throw you up on the stream on the next College Loop YouTube video. Very very excited for that, gentlemen. It is September, and we are talking about Auburn baseball. 
and let me just tell you, Daniel, I'm a little emotional. It's just, it's just good for the heart. You know what I mean? Just, it's just, it's just good, good for the soul. Oh yeah. Um, the schedule's out, fellas. The SEC schedule's out. Which also, when I was looking at this earlier today, it reminded me: is baseball like the only sport that you get the conference schedule before you get the non-con? Yeah, I thought so. Okay, that was just a weird, random, like, side tangent because I was like, oh, full schedule must be up. Like, I looked the other day, and I fully knew that the non-con schedule's not out. Still looked again today just for fun, and it's still not there. But anyways, SEC schedule is out. We've all selected one weekend series, whether that be home or on the road. No no significance there. Um, uh, the, the, we're circling this, this upcoming season for the Auburn Tigers, Butch Thompson and company. We're going to talk about those very, very briefly. We'll start with you, Daniel. Which weekend series are you looking at that Auburn way too far in advance, but would bode well to get the job done or it's very, very important in your mind? So last season, the Auburn Tigers went up to Tuscaloosa for a three-game set, a Friday through Sunday series. Friday night, they take care of business. Saturday night, everything was going great until about the seventh inning. And on Sunday, Alabama ran away with it and the series. Um, I was there covering the action for the Auburn Plainsman. Um, so it was just real disappointing to see, you know, a very good first 16 innings of the series absolutely go up and smoke in the last 11. Um, so I would really like to see um, Auburn get some redemption over – you know, your in-state rival, your biggest rival, period, Alabama. Excuse me. Because, you know, Auburn really needs to make sure this baseball series never slips away. If Oh, and I forgot to mention, Alabama ended Auburn's run in the SEC tournament in May. Um, so, if you're Auburn, you never want the Iron Bowl of baseball to get away from you. Because, obviously, football, history-wise, Alabama absolutely has Auburn in a chokehold and probably always will. You know, that's just a fact of life. Basketball, pretty even with a, a slight edge to Alabama, I would say. But baseball, history's on your side there. Like, that is the one that you own. And you don't want to lose to the other team in anything ever. But particularly baseball, that needs to be the pride and joy. I like the Alabama take um, because, Dylan, we haven't talked about this yet because it's not we're not deep enough into it. Um, you're giving the big eyes. What does that mean? It was, uh, we got, we got a little too pro Bama for a second for my like, <laughs> whatever. I like the Bama take. Well, I mean, it's honest, man. Fellas, Auburn needs to win the year, year long Iron Bowl this year. Like this, this is Auburn. Auburn really needs to, they got walloped last year. Uh, Auburn, Auburn, it was not close in the year long Iron Bowl. And, and every single series and set matters. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, Daniel. I've circled what can be a really, really fun series, in my opinion. It's April 5th through 7th. Tennessee's coming to town, uh, coming to the Plains. And um, actually, going to be able to go to that Saturday game. I already know that because um, great friend of the program, Delaney Barrow, is getting married in Auburn Saturday night. So while my girlfriend's doing Maid of Honor things, I will be at, at Plainsman Park watching Auburn take on Tennessee. Very, very excited about that. Tennessee has really, really kind of reemerged themselves in the, in the past half decade, specifically two years ago. I mean, they were disgusting. But in, in the past half decade, as, as, as being one of those premier baseball destinations um, and, 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 and a really affluent power in, in the, within the SEC. And, and, and Auburn has been kind of 
in, in the same time span, right? Just like, hey, we're not going anywhere. Like, we may start off this season owed a zillion, and then we're still going to find ourselves in contention hosting a regional. Um, it's, it's it's truly remarkable, the, the job that, that Butch Thompson has done. I think that that series, that late in the season, or not that particular late, but at, at that point in the season, could wind up having some serious implications in, in, in terms of postseason seeding, in terms of hosting a regional, in, in terms of placing yourself high enough that you could be in, in the position to host a super regional. And not to mention, guys, I think that that's like a 2-1 series win, whichever way it goes. They could really come down to, I mean, they could play more than 27 innings of ball that weekend. Um, so I'm, I'm circling that one. And not to mention that first weekend in April, like it's going to be a little chilly in the evening, man. Like daytime, it's going to be like 60s. You're going to be more like a crew net. I'm so excited. That's just like everything about that. Tell me that doesn't sound awesome. Being at Plainsman Park and crew neck and a crew neck and some shorts watching Auburn Tigers baseball. Uh, dude, I'm just, I'm salivating. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Wearing a basketball or a football jersey for some fan bases out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, I, not me. I, I fully, I, I have a couple. I will say Auburn is the, Auburn is probably one of the one, one of the few schools that I've actually like seen fans of that don't typically only wear football jerseys for all sporting events. The team on the I'm other sure side of the state that. is really bad about it. The team on the other side of the state, uh, all, I, football jerseys for every I don't sport. think Auburn has much of a leg to stand on there, bud. They have a lot more than. <laughs> I'm with, I'm with Daniel. It's it's bad. It, it, it bugs me too, but we are no better than anyone else. Sorry. Yeah, like, I'm with uh, that. I'm with I know, when I was at when I was at the Plains of Park for the for the tournament game against uh, tournament's different. Oh, there, everybody was wearing a baseball jersey. I didn't see a single football jersey. Yeah, tournament's different, and we're not going there. Continue your your series. You have scheduled it, uh, Dylan. Uh, well, I wanted to say Ole Miss just because I hate Ole Miss. Uh, that's to be saying it actually. Uh, their fans annoy me, but I'm going to stick with Arkansas. Uh, you got swept. Uh, they're turning into a powerhouse of the sport, a powerhouse that can't get much far, much further in the in the tournament at all than some other schools. But Arkansas is a as a team that's got a lot of steam and a lot of sports, uh, not football. Uh, and Auburn has them at home at uh, Plainsville Park, and they really need to get a serious win here. Yeah, and that's an early one too. Yeah, you, I mean, look yeah. look looking at the beginning of the slate. By the way, fellas, <laughs> hi, hello. Vanderbilt and Arkansas, AM, Tennessee. I mean, the schedule, the SEC schedule doesn't get easier, right? But <laughs> like, wow. Hello. Here we are. Um, and and Dylan and I picking those earlier season matchups. I like you taking the end of the season. Um, and the fun part about us mentioning those, you know, at this point in the season, this could have serious super regional implications. Or regional implications is like every single SEC series has implications, which is super, super fun. Arkansas, you're absolutely right, Dylan. Auburn's got to get back. I mean, they've got they've really got to get back this year, and you got to capitalize on those home series, yeah, because certainly going on the road in the SEC, it, it doesn't get does not get easy. And I, I'm looking at away from Plainsman Park, looking at that LSU series on April 26th through the 28th, and we're about to find out what that that program's made of because they lost so much because they were so damn good last year, um, folks. That was one of the better college baseball teams ever. <laughs> They were so Paul Skeens, this just in pretty damn good at baseball. <laughs> I want to say in the last, I'm trying to count here. Oh, uh, there's a lot. Uh, the Auburn has, has three wins over Arkansas since 20, since the last game of 2017. They played yeah. each other. Yeah. They need, they, they, they need it. You know what I mean? They, they, they need it. They need it bad. 
So that'll be a fun one. Let's pivot over from one side of the diamond to the other side of the diamond. I get to say that in September. Let's go. We're talking Auburn softball right here on the college loop. Gentlemen, fall practice is underway. We've seen the videos. They're awesome of, of the, like the, the hype videos during practice. Like it is so cool. Auburn has one of the better creative teams in the country, by the way. I'm just saying, just saying that. I'm being honest. I'm not, nope, 100% biased if you want to call it that. Because I know some of the some of the folks work there, but damn, do they have some talented individuals? They there. get better every year too. It's crazy, it's unbelievable. They one up themselves every year, just when you think they can't. Um, but Auburn softball fall practice is back. Let's talk real quick. Who has the most to gain this fall, or who can use this fall, this off season, to really make a big impact on themselves, or has a lot riding on them in twenty twenty three? Kind of a broad, overarching statement there, I know. But let's talk about it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lead off real quick, if that's okay with you guys. I want to talk a little bit about Michaela Packer. So Michaela Packer, she'll be a senior this year, which is just hard for me to wrap my brain around because I remember going to her games when she was a freshman, and that makes me feel really, really old. But uh, Michaela Packer, career batting average of 313. She's played in 150 games, started 134 of them, 336 ABs. I could go on and on and on. 12 career homers. Pretty down year and, and battled some injury a little bit on and off last year, if I'm not mistaken, um, and, and really slumped for a while there. I think Michaela Packer, with a good offseason, could quietly be, if not the best, one of the best players on this team in, 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 in 2024. And I think that there's a lot of growth there. She's got a ton of speed on the base path, and, and she's got a big bat when, when she's hot. It's about developing that consistency in terms of not always hitting for power. Um, those line drive hits, right? Like the like you know, they always coach in little league, just hit line drives and let the ball take care of the rest. Um, I think that it, Michaela Packer having a big fall could be very, very impactful for what's going to look like a very, very different Auburn Tigers team in 2024. I mean, hell, half this team is gone, and it's not just because they graduated. The transfer portal fleet has has left the the metaphorical harbor. So uh, that's 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 where I'm at. I, I like Michaela Packer to have a big year in 2024, and. If she has a good fall, I mean that that just that just goes and, and build on the case. Daniel, who do you have your eye on going into the 2024 season and during the 2023 fall ball? You know, I'm watching Maddie Pinta. I really feel like you can't go wrong there. Um, sure. last year being able to compete at the collegiate level, um, last season she had one of the best years an Auburn pitchers ever had, or even an SEC pitcher. Collegiate. Um, so I really I'm looking forward to build on that. There's this element. To kind of build on what you said there, Daniel, and I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but I think that this is that you probably echo this. When you are at the pinnacle and, and you are playing, especially at the at the pitcher's position, because it all a lot of it rides on you, right? When you're at the pinnacle, how do you stay on your throne? And and and, and seeing players come back year to year, the ones that can match what they did the year before, or exceed, imagine if she's better. Imagine. I mean, can, can you can you wrap your brain around that, Dylan? No, just like if you can stay on that throne, Daniel, how damn impressive is that? That'd be awesome. Unreal. Dylan, who are you watching for in 2024? Yeah, I'm going to, I got, I I was looking at the roster and I I found another one that I'm interested in seeing just because I just comparison wise, but my returning player that I'm looking forward to is Isis Trestvik. She was very, Hot or cold on some days, and I and but whenever she can make contact on that ball, oh, is that ball going to fly? Right. And she's going to be taking over. I believe she'll be playing left of uh, 
Michaela, sorry, words are hard. There you go. Uh, with the absence of now uh, Lindsey Garcia, who went to right. Clemson, sadly. Right. Uh, and another player that I'm looking at as well is the freshman Shaley Clemens, uh, ranked number five overall first baseman at by extra softball uh, coming in. And I mean, what if Mickey Dean found a way to hit on back to back freshman first baseman? Imagine. That's that's a hell. That is a hell of a lot uh, of an expectation. And a hell of a bar. I mean, I, I'm just looking forward to her. Uh, she's six foot one, so she's actually taller than Briellis. <laughs> Surprisingly, so some way somehow. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to those two. Isis, uh, if if she can just get consistent with the ball, batted two, three, four last year. If she can just get consistent with it, I mean, this Auburn Auburn softball team might be. I don't want to say top of the SEC, but definitely competing up there for a top three spot. I also want to throw this in there before we transfer uh, transition to another sport here in a second. I've heard that Briella's got stronger. Lovely. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> Briella's might put a softball on the moon this year. <laughs> no, you know what she's going to do? She's I, there's probably some kind of bad four for four against Auburn and, and hit four homers in the game. She's gonna knock the eagle off the sign. Yeah, that'd be so funny. You come back and she's the one that hits the eagle for, playing for another team. That'd be a little bit really funny, actually. You know, she would stare down a certain member of the Auburn, yeah, she would. she would Auburn coaching staff. Yeah, no, 100. You wouldn't have to look very far down the bench. Either. That's all right. Moving oh. over from softball to soccer, uh, soccer, Auburn soccer. Takes on Mississippi State Friday night. Just want to touch on that one a little bit. We'll have a nice little recap, recap on that on Tuesday. Uh, a couple couple games coming up in the SEC slate is here for Auburn soccer. Once Colin rejoins the show, he will give you guys the breakdown and tasking him with that. That'll be all right. He'll handle handle the job for us and take care of it well. Auburn volleyball takes on South Alabama UAB and Sanford in the Alabama showdown. By the way, fantastic idea. I just love this. Um, the Alabama showdown across the next three days entering uh, before entering SC play next week. So basically the winner of this, this, this pool of Alabama, uh, excuse me, South Alabama, UAB, Sanford and Auburn, the only four relevant programs in the state um, determines who has the best volleyball program in, in the state of Alabama. And that just seems right. That's that, that seems like the science checks out for me. Um, that's awesome. By the way, I love that invitational. That's great. I genuinely wish I, Alabama was there. I don't. <laughs> Okay. That may be the like deep feelings, but yeah, this this is going to be a fun series. Uh, it's in Mobile, uh, so sadly it won't be in Neville Arena, but it's it's in Mobile. South Alabama is hosting it. And, I wonder if they'll rotate. Do they rotate it? Uh, we should look into that. That'd be really cool to host. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if so. You you'd have Birmingham twice uh, in different <laughs> different arenas, I presume. Yeah. Uh, Mobile and Auburn, uh, but. I mean, this this is gonna be. Is this this is what uh, ends like the non-con slate? This right? is the final yeah. uh, the, the final stretch of the non-con yeah. slate. And then all you see from here, Auburn's now ranked number twenty-four in the country, uh, and this could Daniel, knock them up a couple of points. Daniel, can Auburn get out of this this last little stretch three and zero to round out the the non-con slate? Absolutely. Um, that one loss to Middle Tennessee State was a fluke. Um, hate that it happened because it mess it puts the one and whatever and one, but all three of these teams or Alabama should be able to God can't talk. Auburn should be fine. Right. 
D- Dylan's a little suspect that you're uh, an undercover Bama guy today, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, for full disclosure, my parents both do do have a degree from there, and I spent probably eight or nine years rooting for them before I actually cared about college football. So, love it or hate it, it is in my blood. That's all right. We can't all be perfect. I didn't grow up in Auburn fan either. You need to get, get transfusion. Now, now, Daniel, I do have another as – we, as we pivot to yet another sport. I told you we had a full slate today, fellas. We really did. I have, I have a very important question for you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. How good is the Auburn golf program? The Auburn golf program is um, pretty good. It's only getting better by the day. After scoring 17 under – yes, you heard me right. 17 under – Throughout the uh, Maui Gym Intercollegiate, um, Jackson Coyvin has been named the Southeastern Conference Co-Golfer of the Week, and it is the first time in Auburn's program history that a freshman has won this award. Um, he shares with a Hunter Logan from Mississippi State. Um, in his three rounds, he went 65, 66, and 65 with 17 birdies, um, which is insane. Um, a Chapel Hill, North Carolina native. Really glad that um, Nick Leinard was able to get him because North Carolina is a good golf program as well. But just like Auburn can't land kids from uh, Central Phoenix City in football, they uh, they lost on a real good one there. Um, North Carolina did. Um, and, yeah, they get to play again next week. So it'll be in Birmingham, um, free and open to the public from – Monday, September 25th to Wednesday, September 27th is the SEC Fall Preview at the Country Club of Birmingham. That's, of course, I play a very nice area. So, yeah, if you're in Birmingham and want to go watch some golf, for sure get out there. I shot a 65 once on Wii Golf. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the Wii. <laughs> That's fantastic. Lots going on, folks. This has been actually a pretty busy week in Auburn, in Auburn athletics outside of football, which like, thank God, praise the Lord, hallelujah. There's been less news about football than there has been any other sport, really. I know. It's painting Dylan and Daniel, I don't know about you, but it's been a nice little cleanse for me. This has been so enjoyable. <laughs> it's it's um, been, I love I love the football drama. Been a nice cleanser, mental cleanse, if you will. Next time you see our faces, I almost said pretty faces. Well, You'll see John Conley's face tomorrow, so you might want to watch the YouTube version. But next time you guys see our faces, we'll be Dylan and I on tomorrow's preview show to join by Jonathan Conley. He'll be helping us preview. He's watching film as we speak on the Sanford Bulldogs. Throwing on yet another hat this year. That's right. right. To break down Auburn's chances, if you will, but their schematics for Saturday and talk about the outlook that the Tigers should take. He's a dog and really, really fun to talk to. Make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell if you're hanging out with us right here on YouTube. Daniel, tell everybody where you they can find you, love you, and support you. You gave me the you can't talk bug, by the way. You can find me on Twitter or X, like Dylan says. It'll redirect at Daniel J. Locke. Um, you can catch my written work for 1819 News. I'm your credentialed member of the Auburn Media over there. Lots of cool stuff coming out later this week. Uh, over at the Auburn Daily, lots of written work there. Or if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, they just clinched their sixth straight division title, the second longest division title streak in franchise history. Um, to show how good of a multitasker I am, I was covering the game while recording tonight. So for sure, uh, once we're once you're done listening, go 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 check it out. Some some good stuff over there. And yeah, that's about it. And full time student Daniel Daniel Delock. 
Always good to see you, buddy. I am oh, yeah. Harrison at by Harrison Tar on the Bird app, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Also on threads if you want to come hang out. As I mentioned before, make sure you like, subscribe, drop in the comments. We're ready to get those score predictions. If you guys aren't going to watch the preview show tomorrow, like what the hell are you doing? But it's okay. So you can drop the score predictions here as well. What do you want to see? What's on your wish list for Auburn football this weekend? We want to hear what you guys want to see from Hugh Freeze and company, Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford, and friends, if you will. If you've not already purchased a feeling loopy shirt, you should go do that. I'm just, that's just my kind reminder. It's www.thewarport.com, but you don't have to type it in the search bar. It's in the description for any one of our shows. So make sure you go check that out. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support. I'm going to let Dylan get us out of here. We're almost at 600 subs. So that's pretty cool. I checked that earlier today. Five seven up north of 570. So that's super, super cool. We want to get to 1,000. We can open up a whole bunch new of new avenues that can really support us. So the best thing you guys can do is just hit subscribe and ring that bell. Dylan, get us out of here. Yeah, of course, I'm doing like at you boy the tank on Twitter such X it redirects. You can just get me right there at you boy the tank at Y A B O I the tank. And if you want to catch up on Instagram as well, you can get me at Dylan Lark at D Y L A N L A R C K. Throw up some feeling loopies in the chat. Uh, I'll try to be around in the chat uh, as much as I possibly can tomorrow, uh, today, uh, but earlier as well. Uh, and also throw up the red zone Robbie as well, just for the memes. That's and right. of course. Uh, if you want to follow us here, you got us on YouTube where you can, again, right here, like, comment, subscribe, leave your predictions like Tar said. Uh, leave your thoughts about what you want to see from this game. Do you want to see Robbie Ashford more? Uh, answer yes. And, of course, if you want to follow us on Twitter, slash X, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram, at the College Loop. And, of course, if you're tired of seeing our faces, I mean, look at Tar. Look at him. Ugh. You got us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. And, of course, all of that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast.